here's like my rant here where you know whenever you're typing something and your autocorrect is like trying to correct this word over and over again right so i typed in grateful but like the idiot that i am i keep typing it with g-r-e-a-t-f-u-l but no apparently that's not right grateful in the english language is g-r-a-t-e-f-u-l but to great things like that, that that's g-r-a-t right like if i want to grate some cheese yeah or whatever i'm not ne- that's never great so if i'm grateful why is it not g-r-e-a-t so apparently great is like a germanic word and then grateful is like mm-hmm. a latin word but we use them together so i think that ice cream is great and i am grateful <laughs> for ice cream <laughs> But this Which, just reinforces mm-hmm. how much I hate the English language. Oh, Eng- English! Because I'm is so bad yeah. at it, especially anything to do with spelling or punctuation. I'm absolutely terrible, which sucks because I like writing things. Yeah, but I don't get it. Like, can we not just uh, come on? Like, somebody over at Webster, like, just fix it. Like, we'll let it. Don't worry, no one will notice. Well, that's what. Uh, that's what. Um, what was it? Franklin? Yeah, Benjamin Franklin like created a Bible specifically for that reason, where he's like, "We're going to get rid of all these you know, extra, extra letters and all kinds of other crap." He's like, "You know, we we can have a new American simplified version of English that makes more sense." Um, uh, interest. Uh, I'm kind of along the same lines. Uh, he and she, and uh, male and female are from different origins as well because someone posted something about like oh everything's so uh, male centric you have male and f- uh, female woman and man and it's like none of those like we've we took words we took root words and then we kept changing them and changing them and then we're just like oh eh, just close enough we start dropping letters and then they became male fe- uh, like man woman which used to be uh, man just meant anyone and woman was withman uh, so it's like there's all kinds of weird origins, and then we just got lazy and started dropping letters. So I hate it. Oh well, you because every it? time that I try and like write a word, and I'm like, no, this is absolutely right, and then no, it's apparently not. <laughs> uh, well, I'll give you. Uh, it's not quite English, I guess, but you know those like uh, colloquialisms or idioms sure. uh, that people say. Um, I was, or I, I heard one corrected recently that i have been saying wrong forever okay is i thought it was chomping at the bit chomping at the bit chomping uh, at the bit like oh yeah you're chomping at the bit for yeah, for whatever that's what everybody says it's champing it champ. is champing at the bit where yeah yeah go look it up <laughs> it's champing at the bit and then people just got lazy and turn it into chomping because people didn't know what it meant so they were just like oh yeah you're chomping on your bit like the horse bit this makes me think of like that thing where ross and russ in friends yeah where they're like arguing on the couch and he's like uh for your information it is a card sharp not a card (laughs) shark you could not be more wrong and actually card sharp is true in like england but not in the United States. See, and then, then that makes sense. Uh, and chances are, you, it, I mean, chances are it probably used to be card sharp, and then we yeah. just got lazy because we're Americans. Well, because shark sounds cooler. Yeah, of course. Like, that's, you know, but... 
I'm going to shark no. this guy out of his money. As yeah. I'm going to sharp him out. This weekend our collective heads Want to put an old rumor to bed Stereotype that you've all heard How we're all just angry video game nerds Most of us have actual jobs Kids and families and cats and dogs, yeah This weekend our collective heads This weekend our collective heads Welcome to This Week in Our Collective Heads. I'm Patrick, and joined by Owen. Hello! We're here giving you the gaming news like we do every single week live on Facebook. We're here, and we, you know, if you like prefer podcasts, we got podcasts. You want to watch it on YouTube later on? You can watch it on YouTube, but if you want to watch us live, we're on Facebook because we want to have a conversation with you. We've got some fun stuff that we like to talk about, and if you talk to us while we do this, we'll probably talk about you in a good way. Yeah. Most of the time. Most of the time, yeah. I can't promise anything. <laughs> um, there, there are a lot of big games coming out, and I've I've been playing Sekiro, and I'm really, really enjoying it. Um, I I knew kind of what it was getting into it. Sure. I knew it was you know from software. It was going to be like Dark Souls, and uh, I purposely went in a little blind where I didn't want to know. Uh, didn't want to know too much about it. I didn't want anything to be spoiled. It's yeah, it's like Dark Souls, but it's more like Tenchu in my opinion. Yeah, I've heard it's actually not like as much Dark Souls as people might think. No, because it's difficult, but just being difficult doesn't make it a Dark Souls game. Um, it's like yeah, it's difficult and you die, but you're 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 supposed to be, you know, doing sword play against people who are probably better than you or it, it possibly better than you. Yeah. Yeah, and one what does error. What say when you die? Yeah. Uh, oh shoot, I can't remember. Okay. I'll probably die in here some at some point, but um, I, I'm I can't remember what it says. But like, there, there's also like a mechanic where you can like resurrect once. So, yeah. it, which I thought was kind of cool. There's a lot of stealth kills, um, and that's what I try I to do. That's mostly. the way to cheese, like a lot. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. There was there's a there's the first like boss, if you will, like that mm -hmm. I came up against. Um, I couldn't figure out how to cheese him and how to stealth it um, because with bosses, they have uh, a certain amount of like uh, death blows. You have to give them like two death blows instead of one, but you have to mm. break their stance enough to be able to get a death blow in. And I'm completely missing an item off to the right. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, but I, I'm really liking it. It's, it's different than Dark Souls. It's still difficult, yeah. but, but it's really fun it's really interesting um now i heard and... from the people who like play like you know the the dark souls and uh, and stuff where the obviously the difficulty is there but you can't approach it like a dark souls game because of uh it's not like monster mechanic you're fighting like other humans right or like mm -hmm. bigger humans and then they added or i don't know if it's in the other dark souls games mm -hmm. but it's more important to parry in yeah. this game. Yeah, pairing is more important. Uh, like, apparently, like basically, if you dodge and you should have parried, then you could end up getting hurt. And if you try to block or dodge when you should have jumped, because you can jump in this game, which you can't in Dark Souls. You can literally just jump. Um, and sometimes, like, an attack warrants that to get out of the way. Or, like, there's other ways to do it, but, like, I was trying to roll, like, backwards because I'm used to Dark Souls. So yeah. I'm like, oh, I'm just going to dodge it. Nope, you get hit. 
and the this game also makes you play as this character as opposed to making your own character you mm. are playing as this character oh, you don't and get to design them at all no you don't get to design you uh. you are this character and it makes more sense with like the um with the story though because you're telling his story and it wouldn't make sense for you to just be some nobody um so i, I really like it uh, and you've been playing a game where you tell someone's story as well where you're not making your own character you kicked it old school yeah so i've never played witcher 3 um one of i wouldn't say it's a gaming shame because i've never been too ashamed that i didn't play it because mm-hmm. and i re- and i recognized right away uh why i avoided it so it's definitely uh you can tell it's huge and that there's a lot to it and i i know that if i keep going in it that it's going to take me quite some time. I have a habit of looking up uh, one of my favorite websites is How Long to Beat. I don't know if you ever. How, uh, what is it? How Long to Beat? How Long to Beat. And it's okay. just a game. Yeah, not a game. It's a website where literally you can go and you can look up any game and it's just user sourced of okay. how long. And people put in there how long it took them to beat games. Uh, so for Witcher 3, uh, just the story uh, was 50 hours. And I know that I'm not going to be able to do it in 50 hours because here's my issue with a game like Witcher 3. I love open world games. They're great. They're fun. I like immersing myself in that world. But Witcher 3, right away, you open the map. It's not, there's no, there's not a whole lot of uh, fog of war going on. I know that I'm not even to the outer worlds yet, but the first thing doesn't, there's no fog of war there. And you just see all these little bitty question marks, question mark, Mm -hmm. question mark, question mark, Mm -hmm. question mark, question mark. There's like 30 surrounding me right away like front in the first 10 minutes of the game i'm surrounded by question marks yeah and that is my nemesis because i <laughs> want those to go away i want you have to do all i want to be able i want to be able to open the map and just see this clean sexy looking map yep. on there and that's where it gets tough for me and that's where I, I, I'm hoping that I stick with it because what I found um, is what a lot of other people know. The story is cool. And not just mm-hmm. the main story. They have put lots of time and effort. Um, this is CD Projekt Red when I say they. Mm-hmm. Uh, put lots of time and effort into their side quest. I encountered a side quest right away that had its own like little mini story to follow where you like learn about like this lady and how she died and then like why is she haunting the area that she's haunting and like it took me like an hour to finish this little side piece but like they put that much effort into give it they, there's there's voice dialogue in here it's not all written dialogue there's people talking to you and this is just the beginning of the game the intro of the game so you could tell that there's a lot of you could tell why everybody thinks it's one of the greatest games of all time I just hope that I can maintain it from the perspective of it not driving me crazy where like I feel the need and it's a need that I'm having to strongly fight of like I need I, I gotta go check that like it's on the yeah. map it's a question mark like question mark means hey yeah. you should go investigate this so it's really hard for me not to do that it's a very dense game but it is. I can tell that I'm in for at least a treat. Uh, there's no way that I can at least, like get bored of it. It's more just, no. am I going to get overwhelmed by it? No, I, and I think and is Days Gone going. gonna take it over in a couple? <laughs> no, you're. It's that's spot on. It, there's so much to do in it that, uh, um, like you or or me, I I like those because the the side quests aren't just. It's not just some 
dumb fetch quest where someone says, I need a bunch of apples, and then you go get the yeah. apples and bring it back. Like, there's actual story. Um, it actually adds to the lore. It adds to the world. Um, and it adds to, in my opinion, it fills out the, the world in regards to your, your, not just lore-wise, but, like, it immerses you more because yeah. what you're doing matters. Um no, I, I agree, and I've I know I've brought this up before, but like Skyrim is a huge game with so much to do, and Whitney beat it in a matter of days because she just went right through the main quest. I want to say she beat it in like four or five days, uh, something like that. And she I, did it because I don't know if I could do that. She went right through the main quest, like I mean, good just, for her. Yeah, she just kept going. Like she was like, "Oh, I'm supposed to do this. I'm gonna go do that. I'm not supposed to do this." Like she kept doing that, even though people were like, "Oh, uh, you could join the companions." Actually, she joined the companions, and then she didn't do any of their quests. Um, Did she get like married in that game and stuff? Yeah, you can get married. Um, you can, there there are multiple guilds to, that you can join. Um, there's all kinds of stuff, and like the guilds all have their own uh, storylines and like and quests that. You know, are I think I think the Thieves Guild one's probably twenty hours. I mean, it's a good amount of it's a good amount of gameplay, and she just blasted right through it. So, yeah, um, I've been debating, yeah. and you and I were talking about this. I've been debating picking up Borderlands, um, the Game of the Year edition. So I, got I, ha it. I have Handsome yeah. Jack. You have Handsome Jack, don't you? I do. Yeah, yeah. I've it's got in Handsome the library. Jack. It's not on the P It's not on the console because I as soon. I've, we've already discussed my our mutual dislike yeah. of the pre-sequel. There's a point in the pre-sequel where you, where you could, like, I don't know, there's probably a way out of it, and I wasn't getting it, but, like, it's early on, and there's, like, a thing where you got stuck, and I just did there it wasn't making sense. It was, like, telling you to do something, and I'm like, I'm right here. Like, let me in. And I rage-deleted that off my PS4. I was like, I don't have time for this crappy yeah. game. Um, but Goaty looks fun. Yeah, well, I'll say Whitney rage quit the first game. Um, really? Because we got to you. You played the first one, right? Um, Great game. Yeah, so we got stupid to the, easy uh, boss. Yeah, very easy. Which apparently they re they redid parts of that, which yeah. I'm, I'm curious about. Uh, we got to the first um, area where you go through like horde mode of skags, mm -hmm. and she got frustrated and. Because uh, the way that she, if she plays a game and it's really difficult and she's not having fun, then she's out. Sure. So, like, not that she wants it to be easy, but she wants to enjoy herself. She wants to feel like she's accomplishing something. Some challenges, okay, but like. That's why Owen doesn't play from software games. Yeah, it's exactly why she doesn't play them. I want her to, but she won't. So. No, that's why um, I don't. <laughs> yeah. So uh, she rage quit that. Um, I'm debating picking up the other one. I'm probably going to pick up Borderlands Three though. Yeah, and we got a release date of uh, August thirteenth, September. And sorry, sorry, September. Yeah, September thirteenth. I'm just, I'm just too anxious. Uh, September thirteenth. Yeah. Uh, I'm excited about it. Uh, I'm gonna. I think you and I are probably gonna both pick it up on console. I don't, I don't know if you're gonna pick it up at launch, but I'm PS4, assuming. PS4 baby. Pick, yep, PS. I'll more than likely pick it up on PS4. I've been looking into crossplay on this. Yeah, to see they, if they're the Xbox listed. Yeah, Xbox listed as crossplay. But I haven't seen what Sony's doing on that. I'm assuming. I mean, I don't know if they are. That's that's the only. And if they crossplay it with, if Xbox crossplays it with PC, that's huge. They should crossplay with console also. But this is a game where like there's no PvP or anything that I remember. Yeah. Uh, or at least they haven't said so. 
to this point so you could easily cross play with pc i think also yeah and have this just be open to everybody heck yeah yeah we have they haven't talked about uh uh, pvp portions of this and borderlands has always been about hanging out with your friends and getting loot with your friends and i think that if they if they can they really need to do this cross play with everything Uh, if you're getting this on pc though it is an epic exclusive for six months so i'm sorry i've already seen the big babies on the internet yeah um, uh it's not i mean honestly it's not like it's gonna be i know that it's an additional um it's an additional client kind of like if you're if you're getting like the origin client or anything like that it's an additional client i get that sure but we're not in a monopoly of steam which is what everyone wants a monopoly which is really weird why does everyone want a monopoly when it comes to digital game distribution uh, this I, want what, I wanted to ask how you yeah i wanted to ask how you felt about it because there i i'll be super surprised with the amount of pc master race gamers that would not have the epic launcher on their computer yeah because of one game known as fortnite even yeah. even the people who don't like fortnite have probably tried fortnite and they probably never deleted their epic launcher yeah. like it's there just like your origin launcher you <laughs> might only use it once every two or three years but mm-hmm. your origin launcher is there in the background it still updates every time yeah. why do you care so much is it the achievement system like there, i i know that there are there are some people who seriously care about steam achievements there's no score or anything it's not like trophy score it's not like sure. gamer score at least but I, I don't think i don't think it is either but you can look i think there look, is a yeah, but you can you can at least show off. You know, if you look at someone's profile, you can see. Oh, look, they did this. They did this. You can it it, it is it, they are the um, you know that mar- those marks uh, for you. They may not be actual numeric. I don't believe they are. Um, but either way, it tells the story of you as a gamer. But at the same time, unless you are just a PC gamer and you're nothing else, I'm already used to that. I've got that distributed across my PlayStation and and my Xbox. So yeah, uh, welcome to the world of everyone else. Because um, I was already yeah. seeing memes like out there where like they changed the date. Uh, you know where it was like uh, they had September 2019 crossed out and had june 2020 as the release date and i was like do you really did you care that like i i don't know i mean i can get it from the sense of like there are a lot of things that steam does really well and again they do have have an achievement system that people that some people do care about but like if you're going to be paying the same price i understand it's the, you just don't like exclusivity, which I I do get that to a point. But then again, I'm a console gamer, so I love ex- like exclusivity. To me, drives the best games. Like Sony makes the best games right now that are exclusive. Yeah, and and I will say I'm I'm a bit of a hypocrite in this, but I'm I'm purposely saying like from an from a general perspective, um, diversity in regards to business is important, and in regards to uh, outlets of uh, distribution uh, in regards to uh, everything. I mean, you if the only place I could get groceries was Walmart, then my groceries would probably suck eventually because they're the only game in town. No pun intended. And they'll be more expensive in the long run. They, they would be more expensive because they know they're the only shop in town. So if Steam is the only place yeah. you can get your games, then that's not healthy. Um, 
I bring this Wasn't up all like the time. Cinemark's point. The only, the only something in town. The only screen in town. The only something like that. I think that's the thing. I feel like that was Cinemark's old slogan. <laughs> but um, I, I bring this up all the time because, yeah, because I like I like wrestling. And I don't care. Uh, but WWF and WCW back when both of those were going on, there was some really good stuff going on because they had to compete. You had to choose one or the other. What are you watching tonight? Because they're on at the same time. Nitro and Raw were on at the same time. And they had to compete. And then WWF was like, I'm tired of this. I'm going to buy you out. And then it's gone downhill, in my opinion. I mean, it's, it's been ups and downs, but it's never been as good as it was at the, in that era, in my opinion. But I mean, I'm not going to comment too much. I never, I didn't watch WCW ever. I, I thought yeah. I did watch the Attitude Era of WWF. Yeah. And the, the, I mean, the time of Stone Cold and The Rock was the best oh, time. Yeah. And well, they were they were doing that because like right before Stone Cold and The Rock and 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 DX and everything. It was the right, NWO. Yeah. Well, yeah. the NWO was happening in WCW, and they were like, "We need to do something." So DX was their version of that. Like, it was breeding, uh, you know, that creativity. You had to be creative. You had to compete. And in in my opinion, I'm saying that as a hypocrite because like I shop a lot on Amazon because it's really convenient. But at the same time, I don't buy everything on Amazon. I mean, my baby registry on Amazon. Yeah, it's it's really it's so convenient. easy. <laughs> it's so easy. And if you have Prime, which I mean, you should, then everything's free shipping. So like, I primed, um, I primed some Epsom salts yesterday, and they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna show up tomorrow. I don't care. Like it's like ten bucks, but it's free shipping. Yeah. So I and yeah, you can say it's wasteful. I, I get it, but like. Yeah. It, it makes a lot of sense. I don't do that all the time. Usually I, I grab a, uh, a handful of things all together, but um, it, yeah. it's really convenient. So that being said, you can do the same thing. You can Amazon's not the only place you can order online. If it was, that would be like this situation, what people want, where Steam is the only game in town. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I, just, I, just, don't, yeah, I just don't get to complain. I, I just don't see why any like because it's still on the same console like it may not be on the same launcher but like the difference in like a console space where like console exclusivity killed tomb raider for example was because they picked the wrong system to go exclusive on sure. um now we know that they got paid by that and i'm sure that that was nice for them but we also see like it killed the franchise like they made a third one that not as many people were excited about and then now uh tomb raiders on you know hiatus we don't know when they're gonna make if ever uh, a fourth tomb raider or if it'll get rebooted eventually i get that from a console perspective but on pc it's like what do i got click oh yeah. oh oh, oh. Click. Oh, I've still got the game. I don't yeah. like that part of it. Just doesn't make any sense to me because no matter what, we are in the age where mm -hmm. on PC these game companies have their own launchers. EA has their own launcher. Epic has their own launcher. Uh, I'm pretty sure there's another one that I'm forgetting mm -hmm. that's well, not Steam. Here's the other thing: you can create a shortcut to the game. Yeah. So if you want, if you if you're like, oh, it's it's not convenient. I'm like, create a shortcut to the game. You click the shortcut, it'll launch Epic, and then you'll go into the game. No big deal. But um, but but. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Just deal with it. Um, on to some good news, in my opinion, though. We got some uh, new stuff for the uh, for the NES uh, for Switch Online. Switch. We got Punch Out. 
Yeah, but do you think it, this is the inferior version of Punch Out or the or the right version of Punch Out? Well, I'm I I'm, I mean, call me a purist. Sure. I grew I grew up with it, and it was Mike Tyson's Punch Out. Yeah. I would I I would prefer it to be Mike Tyson's Punch Out. And uh, we're going to actually talk about that in uh, You Made Me Do This later on. We're going to talk about retro gaming and uh, and everything uh, later on because there's a lot I want to talk about in regards to that. To me, it should be Mike Tyson's Punch-Out. Yeah. And I know why it's not. They pulled the license. Yeah, well, they pulled the license because Mike Tyson became ridiculously famous. Um, and well, it wasn't just that. He also did some bad things. Yeah, yeah he did some bad oh, stuff. Allegedly. Yeah, allegedly, allegedly. Uh, we also got Star Soldier, which I am not as familiar with. Um. It's a shooter. Yeah, right? it's it's a, yeah, it's a shoot 'em up. Yeah, uh, and, but we but we did get the lost levels, Mario lost <laughs> levels, which I really like. I've played this. Uh, the lost levels is Mario Two in Japan. If you probably are familiar with that story, Mario Two was deemed too hard to play for Americans, so they reskinned Doki Doki. You Japan. pansy Americans. Yeah, that one because one guy said that Americans uh, that it was going to be too hard for Americans. So one guy screwed us over and made us miss lost levels and instead we got doki doki panic which i don't think would have been a bad game if you just released doki doki panic as doki doki panic i mean during that era no, anything and it wasn't i mean it wasn't a bad game anyway. no it wasn't a bad game it just wasn't a mario game but it, it, back in those days if it had a nintendo seal of approval you're probably going to get a decent game there yeah. was there was a gatekeeper uh, of sorts at that time um you knew you were going to get some quality kind of like we we're talking about uh was it last week or the week before, we we're talking about LucasArts. Yeah, you saw that title. You know you were going to have a good time. Um, and uh, so, I, yeah. I, I want to point out um, before I forget about it, with Nintendo, uh, Nintendo's online service, which is required to play these NES games. Yeah, um, comes with a service that's twenty dollars a year if you have Twitch Prime which you get as a result of Amazon Prime, or you can pay for it as a separate service. Uh, you can actually, this month, go and claim the first part of a full free year of the Nintendo Switch Online service. They give you three months uh, to start with, and then if you remain a Twitch Prime member or something like that, in three months they will give you a code for six more months or nine more months or something like that okay. of Nintendo Switch uh, Online for free. So me, being the gamer that I am, have already paid for it, but yep. I went and got my code from Twitch Prime and I got uh, three months tacked on to the year that I've already paid for. Well, and go. I will get my free year. So I just wanted to let everybody know that you got yeah. Twitch Prime. And it, also, if you don't use Twitch Prime, you definitely should if you have a pc because they give you three or four free games on the first of every single month yep. um lots of little indie titles uh occasionally some good ones i forget what i posted on the facebook page whenever they were done this this month but it's free like if you're paying yeah. for prime it just it comes with a service so go attach it to a twitch account if you have yeah. well and and that really pays off a, uh again no pun intended but like if you already paid for your year of Nintendo, like you and I did, we already yeah. paid for our Switch Online, but we're not out in the cold. Like, we still get this. We can tack it on, which is yep. how it should be. Because um, as soon as I saw that, I was, I was, the part in the back of my mind was like, are they going to let me add this to my service? And they do, because, which is good. Good on you, Nintendo, for doing that. Because they could have just not. Um, speaking and good of, job, uh, Twitch Prime. Yeah. You give me uh, free stuff. 
we, we were talking retro. I'm gonna um, actually no, I was I put this t- later on, but we were already talking retro. I'm gonna throw this together. Yep. Uh, this the Sega Mini. Sega. Very happy about this. I'm a sucker for these. I don't care. Like a Sega Genesis Mini is uh, has been announced coming out September 2019. September's gonna be pretty good. Yeah, uh, as usual. Four, and 40 games on it. Um, I mean, and the the gamepad looks great. Looks exactly like I. I mean, obviously I can't feel it because it's on the screen. Uh, mm-hmm. Ten games announced so far. Mm-hmm. And honestly. These are some really good games. Dude, Castlevania <laughs> Bloodlines, Shining yes. Force, man. <laughs> Dude, uh, Toe Jam and Earl. Obviously, Sonic the Hedgehog had to yeah, be I on mean, here, right? Yeah, like, I'm not even mentioning it. Or, I mean, I know you just well, yeah. did, but I'm not mentioning it. Echo the like, Dolphin? Altered Beast? I mean, Gunstar Heroes? These are some pretty These are some pretty good ones. I never played uh, Dr. Robotnik's Mean Machine. Uh, yeah. Mean Bean Machine, but... I mean, those are some pretty darn ga- darn good games. That's the first ten, uh, so we may or may not get great ones after that. Um, mm-hmm. Let's be honest; it's going to be hacked in a short amount of time. That's what Instantly. what happens. Um, I'm not going to do it. You're not going to hack it. No, no. But we'll talk uh, about that more in our retro. We we will talk about that in the retro yeah. game. But I'm going to get that. I got the. I'll, I'll talk much more about that. Uh, yeah. Let's let's uh, let's table that for now. Yeah. And let's talk about completely uh different topic blackouts free for the month what the heck uh i honestly lost some viewership to apex yes um i think they were really trying to be not necessarily the fortnite killer i'm not gonna say something like that because i'm not stupid but they were trying to put something out there that people who also enjoy fortnite would all would also enjoy and there's some people would like this better because it's not cartoony um you played it yeah. you really enjoyed it right i did really enjoy it yeah. i had uh a good time with it and then apex came out i like apex better sure uh but for what it is the fact again like you just mentioned at the end there the not as cartoony the uh also like the first person aspect of it as well i don't like the third person nature of fortnite um i don't know why it just doesn't jive with me but uh blackout is a ton of fun um and they're it's smart that they're doing a free month i'm honestly with the money that Activision has, I would honestly just make Blackout free to play with what Fortnite. Like, I don't understand why everybody isn't doing it. Like, Apex did it, Fortnite did it. Blackout should get on board with this too. Just make it free and then let people spend lots of money on skins. Yeah, because it works. I mean, yeah. to me, um, doing that, if you're ma- and, and we've talked about this com- completely to a blue in the face, but uh, if you're just buying skins, go for it you're just buying new new emotes yeah like i could throw in as many of those as you want throw as much horse armor as you want as long as it's not making the game easier for somebody i don't care about microtransactions do whatever you want um those games are free but they may have made them so much money uh, epics made so much billions of dollars off this game that yeah just make a free game i think people are still stuck in the past where they're like oh we need we, they don't believe that people will jump on and give the money willingly yeah. and people will people will do that people will shell out that money that proved it so. yeah and we don't know the numbers on apex yet but we do know that the last time the last time we heard they had like 50 million downloads yeah and so 
obviously we know that not all, like not anywhere close to 50 million of those people are spending money but if 10 million of those people spent money like they still came out on top oh yeah totally. uh, well the average so, i know we talked about it before the average fortnite player this was like nine months ago the stat yeah. was 87 dollars was the average is 87 dollars is the average uh user uh spent that which means that crazy i never i never, I never spent any money on it. it means people spent hundreds on this game yeah but yeah i mean i'm not gonna do it i'm not gonna play dreams either i'm gonna buy it you're gonna buy it absolutely i don't know like I just feel like there's so much that could be in there. I don't know if it's going to be enough to draw me to playing these games. Like, I know that people are going to make some pretty cool stuff with it, but yeah. like, I don't know how it's going to be cultivated. Like, I think that's really what it boils down to. Like, I need to know how I, and the, the, uh, we're talking about this because early access is on my birthday on April 16th. Um, but that's just the way that I feel about it is the same way that I felt about Little Big Planet. Like I liked Little Big Planet, mm. but I just got lost trying to make stuff in Little Little Big Planet. And there, eventually during the second one, there was a good way to cultivate games and a good way to understand like what was good and what was bad. Yeah. Um, but to me, there's just there's so much that can be done in this that I don't think you or I are going to make. I mean, I tried to do it anything. before. You're not gonna make anything. I tried to do no. it before. I really like making making stuff in games. Like I made, mm -hmm. I made a mech in uh, Little Big Planet that you could like walk around in. Yeah. Um, like I loved doing that. Some people were making clocks and calculators and stuff, and I sure. never got that far into it. I've seen people uh, do that in Minecraft. Yeah. Hey David. Hey Mandy. Uh, in the comments. Um, yeah. I mean, people do that. I get it. Like, and I like Minecraft too. But like, to me, I want to know how they're gonna cultivate those games. How we're gonna highlight these games what is so that way you and i if we did buy it mm -hmm. that we're not just slogging through a bunch of uh, a bunch of crap like mario maker has a real has a decent uh uh cultivation on it so i don't know so do the, th the thing is is that the reason why i'm gonna get it is i'm not gonna make a single thing i have no artistic bones in my body and it comes to that kind of art like i can write things and occasionally i can have a way with words and i'm a decent speaker uh as has been said but uh i'm not gonna make anything i want to know what everybody else is gonna make even if it's just people remaking games that we've already played before i i want to lay a bet somewhere down with somebody don't care who it is mm -hmm. i will bet money that somebody recreates final fantasy 7 at least the first part of it before Square releases episode one of Final Fantasy VII. I will At least lay... the first part? Hold on. Yeah. At least the first part. Do you just mean the opening cinematic? No, I mean getting out of like Midgar. I don't know how long okay. the first chapter is going to be, but I assume okay. the first chapter is Midgar. Uh, that's just a guess of what the first episode is going to be. So I bet that somebody makes that before all, all square to get out of midgar I'll, I'll take you up on that bet all to get out of midgar i'll take you yeah. up on that bet okay because i think that someone's going to create like the opening cinematic yeah maybe part of the train or maybe like some some s specific pieces that would be amazing if yeah. someone created the because midgar i mean okay i love the entire game and i'm actually uh, i downloaded it i i i uh I played. I started the, the cinematic i bought it it's it's great on the switch yeah um but that Midgar takes quite a while 
to get through and it has some of my favorite parts in the game i mean there's some great parts in the game anyways but there's some really fun stuff in it's still disc one it's like 10 to 15 hours maybe 10 hours well going through like um uh going through the slums was like one of the coolest things and uh and rescuing uh, rescuing eris was hilarious or rescuing tifa yeah dude when everybody falls off the tower like i still remember that like yeah. so sad like i will never forget like i'm like wait because well, i was young playing yeah. the first time i was like wait did they just die no nah! <laughs> well it was it, i mean obviously spoilers for a game that's that's um, 22 yeah so um yeah there's some there's a quite a few moments like that obviously the the death yeah. um but yeah the the fact that they're you have this um tycoon company who's like we're just going to destroy these uh these poor areas and we're going to siphon off the lifeblood of the planet because it's going to make us money uh which i think still rings true to this day from that kind of that kind of viewpoint of like going well why would you sacrifice this just because we're making money so it's very green i freaking love it i just love that game so I want dreams for this reason alone. And the reason why I'm going to lay down $30 on early access is one. I think you'll get access to what people are creating from what I've heard on some other podcasts and stuff that I listen to. It's going to be a thing where you have like a search mode where it's like, I want a first person shooter. I want a platformer. I want, you know, etc. And so I'm, I'm fairly confident. I, I, I bashed this game for a long time, mainly just for how long it's taken uh because this was a ps4 launch like announcement they they announced this game when the ps4 came Mm -hmm. out Mm -hmm. and so one i guarantee lay it on the line here guarantee that this will be uh ported over to ps5 uh no problem no like no contest whatsoever because I've just heard nothing but good things in terms of like the creation. I've heard like you can literally like create like anything from scratch game wise. So I want to play all the remake stuff. Like I might, I'm sure you'll be like the, the, the cream will rise to the crop, but what's going to get the clicks and what people are going to hear about is when somebody recreates Final Fantasy seven and I'm going to be rubbing in Square's face, be like, this dude did it all by himself (laughs) in like his mom's basement. What you doing Square? Um, so the thing the reason why i'm willing to do early access is because one playstation's never done this before they don't do early access first party games it's 30 dollars to get in and what i'm hoping is that by me paying this 30 dollars now means that i don't have to pay 60 dollars later sure no I, I i completely get that um <sighs> yeah 30 dollars now i get that i get that aspect of it i just don't know if it's going to if is it going to be something that i'm going to spend time doing same thing when i, when I was like 30 dollars for uh gear for borderlands right now like yeah i'm considering it but at the same time i'm like if i buy it now when am i going to play it and if i can play it like in the fall when because I, I talked to whitney about it because whitney and i played the first one i've talked her into it and said hey we can play it you don't have to do the horde mode stuff we'll skip it those are optional anyways um and she was like uh eh, not now so i could buy it but or i could wait till like the fall and it'll probably be 20 bucks so yeah i don't know no that might happen too yeah uh, i it could happen i'm 
I'm just super interested in this at this point. Just hearing other people talk about what they've seen in terms of the creator aspect. I know that I'm not going to take advantage of any of that, but I want I want it on my console just to every once in a while when I'm bored, boot it up and be like, I wonder what I can find today that somebody's made. Sure. I'm interested. It could be interesting. Could be interesting. We'll we'll stay tuned to it. Um, another thing that's interesting is Drive Club. Uh, the servers are shutting down. <laughs> Next March, they gave that's a year away. They gave a lot, or almost a year away. They gave a lot of warning, but this is what happens, and a lot of people are upset about it. <clears throat> and I'm sorry, that's what happens with online games. You are at the whim of the publisher. You're at the whim of the distributor. Um, and if you're buying your games digitally, you may or may not own your property. You don't so, own your property. Yeah. There is no may or may not about it. You don't own it. You're, like, you're paying to access it for as long as they want you to be able to access it. Yeah. Ask anybody who has PT. Um, yeah. I mean, do you remember where at the beginning of Xbox One, whenever Xbox One was going to originally be an all online console before they were yeah. like, oh, that's a terrible marketing idea. Yeah. Because what that was implying was that if if your internet is down, your Xbox could have some kind of built in coding into it where it's like, sorry, buddy, you can't play this game. You're not online. Yeah. Yeah. And depend. I mean, depending on, I mean, uh, I mean PlayStation already kind of has that. Uh, I don't I don't think Xbox does. PlayStation already has that where um, there's a way around it. Uh, but it's, it essentially, if you're not on your uh, home console uh, and your and a game gets installed on a console, like let's say you have two two PS4s, doesn't matter. If that's not your primary PS4. Then if someone didn't purchase the game themselves, they can't play it on your console. So. You bought it, you installed it, it's your physical hardware, it doesn't matter. So, yeah, it sucks. Um, I ran into that because I couldn't unpair my old PS4. It was like, it, it, I had an issue where two, two months I couldn't uh, set my new PS4 Pro as my primary. So anything I had digitally could not be, per could not be played by Whitney. Yeah, I feel real bad about Drive Club. Honestly, if people are that upset about it, maybe more people should have played it. Uh, but I get it from the point where it's like, you paid for it. Um, yeah. And so you want to be able but you paid for an online-only game. The game doesn't have any offline access, does it? Yep. No, I don't believe so. And so, I mean, think about, like, think about, like, the day that... And I know that it's very rare for MMORPGs to shut down. Um, but think most about the day that WoW goes offline. Oh, yeah. Well, I was going to say, most MMOs have gone by the wayside one way or another, I think. I, I think you can still, like, like you can still get on to, like, EverQuest. Like, you, and they, oh, I, yeah. didn't they even release content for that recently? They're still releasing like, content you for can EverQuest. still get on to freaking RuneScape. But, like, like, Vanguard and, like, a bunch of others, I think, are gone. Yeah. Uh, I, I guess I, I, I played a lot of MMOs back in the yeah. day, but, yeah, the day that World of Warcraft shuts down is going to be sad. I'm going to... Oh. I, my account still might exist. I think I, I think it's attached to my Blizzard thing. Um, it's just I don't know. I can't get too upset by it because they're like are they? You know, sometimes I feel like I'm like a business, like way too pro business. But at the same time, it's like are you make like we're not making money off this game? Not enough people supported this game. 
it uh I, from what i heard it got better like it had a really bad launch um but that killed it so yeah. sorry yeah so sorry that's uh, it sucks like i don't i don't like i don't want to dump on anybody that played that game and like say like you you have no right to be completely upset yeah. because you did put your money into it and you have put your time into it but that's that's the, that's the online world baby uh yeah. that's that's what happens if they can't keep it running like i'm sure there might be some people like who i don't know i could see some way of like some some people trying to keep it alive a la pt where it's like still on the hard drive so people yep. figure out how to somehow make some kind of server for it that you could log into we'll see yep. if that happens but yep. uh you know yeah we'll see uh well also we're waiting to see what's going on with persona 5 because yeah. sounds like rumor has it that we're gonna get we're gonna get a switch announcement for persona 5 i cannot think i mean okay i love i love playstation don't get me wrong but this on a switch to me is a great pairing oh Um, yeah i mean hands down um i think it's really cool i may end up playing a persona game we'll see (laughs) <laughs> so I, I mentioned i mentioned this offline to you like yeah. i'm waiting to play this game for when my kid is born because i think there's going to be a period in there where i'm getting to know the kid and uh kid will be crying and sleeping and i'm gonna be awake and it's like what do i do while i'm awake you know oh let's play a video game but what if he starts crying again then uh why not have a turn-based rpg that i can easily yeah. like go in and out of so with the switch mm-hmm. uh my favorite thing about the switch and again we talked about this offline too i don't have to worry about shutting it down or anything like that it's literally one button it saves state turns off the screen done one button turn screen back on i'm exactly where i left off yeah and uh, that's something that cannot be understated with the switch uh i'm playing uh dark souls on switch of course of course i am um i get to a specific area i just hit the button and the drawback with that is that if you hit if you go into standby that it's like hey you just got disconnected from the servers you reconnect yeah. and you're still in the same place you were so as long as i'm not in danger when i got out i'm fine but in in games that are not connected onto the internet there's yeah. not a problem with that um which is the majority on, of the games on the switch which is the majority of the games on the switch just yeah just hit the button i do i tested it with final fantasy 7 i tested it a couple times yeah. and it it does exactly what it should do which me, a switch allows me to play games but also react i don't have to have games uh anchor me uh in mm-hmm. my life i can hit the standby button and do what i need to do and i don't have to be that uh stereotypical gamer where i'm like hold on just one minute just one minute yeah. Uh, it doesn't interfere with my life in that case. I can still play games, and I don't have to be, yeah, I don't have to be immature about it. No, it happens all the time. It, for people out there, if you don't own a Switch yet, and you're an adult gamer like we are, consider it. Because the amount of times where I'm literally, I, I'm in. Uh, I'm jacked in, I'm playing the game. Hey, dinner's ready. Click. Yeah, baby. Just uh, instant. Like, there yeah. is no, that, like, because I don't have to worry about it. Uh, you can't do that with online games. Don't get me wrong. Like if you're you playing, no. if you're playing, if you're playing Apex Legends and stuff, like you're like, all right, I gotta die real quick. But for if you're a one-player game like me, ninety percent of the time, yeah. then it's it's too good. And the fact that Persona, 
on the switch like i know it probably won't be as it'll probably chug like it even though it's a turn-based rpg and it's not like super graphically impressive it's still pretty impressive and it has a great soundtrack yeah built into there it'll probably chug a little bit but if they're making a switch version there's no way that i'm not going to buy it even if i've never played one before even yeah. if i don't like just the fact that they're doing it, it it's one of those things where i continue to be impressed with people who are willing to try and port these triple a experiences over to the switch yeah and i think we're gonna get the same i think it's gonna be the same day as persona r yep yep i think so um no i, I completely agree and uh all right in in speaking of uh things that have nothing to do with that because i have no segue uh bethesda <laughs> bethesda announced that there's no elder scroll 6 or starfield at e3 how do you feel about this what do you, do you think believe them okay now their answer was we want to talk about rage 2 we want to talk about fallout 76 i don't believe them i okay. think that i think that um they're trying to set the precedent because that's what everyone wants to know about elder scrolls 6 a lot of people want to know about starfield rage 2 so this could be a business decision from them to specifically say we need to get ahead of borderlands yeah. So maybe that's what they're doing, and knowing Bethesda, they could they could uh, announce, uh, oh yeah, and Rage Two is out next week. Like, or by the way, we just went ahead and dropped it on console. Like, you can download it now. I like, thought Rage could, Two already had a release date. Did it? I don't even remember. But I'm saying they could they could switch it up. Uh, I thought. Yeah, it comes out May 14th. Comes oh, out before mind. E3. Never mind. I thought I thought it was coming out like uh, the end of the year, or if it was, I didn't realize yeah. it had a release date. Well, then never mind. Um, then in this case, I really don't see a reason to do it. You already got ahead of it. You can talk about it a little bit, but to me, I think that Bethesda, especially after Fallout seventy six, especially after Fallout seventy six, they need to show that what they're going to be giving us is something that. Is, is what we're looking for. We have enough developers now that we can look at. Like, okay, Rage 2, that's cool. Is is it going to be as good as Borderlands? I don't know. But the fact that I have to ask that question, it already has a problem because Bethesda has left a bad taste in a lot of people's mouths. They need to show, tell people, hey, we are making Elder Scrolls. Here's some stuff for Elder Scrolls. You, you should be excited. Uh, you should be ex excited about uh, Starfield. To me, though, that is what is needed uh, for them. But... Um, to be fair, there is, there are some games there that we don't quite have release dates for yet. Like I don't believe Doom Eternal has one. Doom Eternal is just a 2019 game. Um, so I relatively the, what what Todd Howard said or what what's his face from Zinimax said was that they're not going to show us anything new. So we've already seen Doom Eternal. Um, so that tells me we're going to see Doom Eternal. They announced Wolfenstein this... What was that? We we talked about this like two weeks ago with the Wolfenstein awesome $20, $30 game. Yeah. That's out there. So they're going to show that too. Now, I still don't believe them. Like, I just don't... Like, the fact that you're saying it right now, to me, you're trying to... You're trying to push down some expectations. You're trying yeah. like you don't want to you don't want to oversell it. Like you don't want to say it's gonna be there. 
and then you show us like a 30 second clip of like Elder Scrolls 6 or you th- I actually think Starfield's going to come first right so yeah Starfield you, will be first you show us a 60 second clip of Starfield after having teased Starfield I don't I that's a good call to me to to push down those expectations but I still have a real hard time believing that you Bethesda wouldn't show us freaking something because if if one of those two games does not come out in 2020 yeah like f you dude like come on yeah yeah they they have to i think bethesda realizes that now uh star starfield has to come out 2020 there's there's no question at this point um the, the problem is, is that they have a, his, a history of like not uh they they not it's a good thing and a bad thing but they announce their games and then they come out like six months later yeah which generally speaking we love but you know i you know give me give me give me give me give me what i want like i want yeah i want doom eternal don't don't get me wrong but no i want i want that starfield baby i want starfield i you know i want elder scrolls but at the same time i want it done right I know we've talked about that before. Um, I've talked about it before. Like, I want it done right. I'm like, always, yeah, developers, take your time. Bethesda's just in a situation right now. Yes, they have a lot of intellectual properties. Yes, they have a lot of hands out there. But um, the last game that they did burned one of their core fan bases because the the core and and i'm sorry i think i think of doom as a, as a separate thing in this because it's id but yeah, Bethes- it's a separate but, company it's a separate company right so uh but bethesda it's it's fallout and it's elder scrolls. what's that a separate developer rather self developer yeah bethesda's, that's what i meant but that's just tied into it yeah versus so, it, yeah. yeah but but with bethesda you think of fallout and you think of Elder Scrolls. Just like if I say Rockstar, you think Grand Theft Auto, and on the side, you're like, okay, also Red Dead. Yeah. Um, those are their two core No, I think a Bully, dude. You think a Bully? Bully was good. Yeah. Bully was a good game. Um, but yeah, I think that they need to show, they just burned one of their biggest fan bases. And I cannot, I, I, I've said this for years, that Fallout New Vegas is one of my favorites. And I'm now seeing people online talk about how much they like Fallout New Vegas more than this, or how much they like, um, or the different modding that's going on with like Fallout uh, Fallout 3 and uh, Fallout in Miami that that someone did. I mean, there's so much that's going on that's better than Fallout 76. The fan community's done, so I think they yeah. need to show. I mean, they and that's show a- that they're yeah. Yeah, that's always been the key behind them. It's like modders always make their game better, which I that's what has always fascinated fascinated me about the love of Bethesda. Like I get the love of machine games, like yeah. Wolfenstein, dope, Doom, yeah. and then ID, Doom, dope. Mm-hmm. Like I've never personally understood the the love of of Bethesda when it comes to the ZeniMax Studios simply because it seems like the fans always make their games better like fall the like i can't even imagine playing fallout 3 uh, on a console without mods you know or you know like yeah like i would want to i i would need to boot it up on pc and i would need somebody to like hey here's your graphic mod here's plug this in plug this in now it looks amazing now it runs great like that's where it's always been just this is just me i get it Don't, don't everybody hate me but i I don't get it because whenever I look at Doom, like Doom 2016 didn't need anything, didn't need any help no. from anybody. Wolfenstein and Wolfenstein 2, 
didn't need any help from anybody. Yeah. But Fallout 4 probably needed help. Fallout 3 definitely needed help. New Vegas, which was not made by Bethesda, from what <laughs> I hear, didn't need any help. Nope. <laughs> it, di- it didn't. Uh, I played New Vegas. I played New Vegas shortly after launch, and that was my first Fallout game. I knew about Fallout 3. I, I'd heard about it. I'd seen some gameplay of it. This is this is back in the day before Twitch was a big thing and all that. And YouTube was YouTube was hardly there. Um, but yeah, Fallout New Vegas was great. And then I tried to play Fallout Three, and I'm like, I I can't do this. I had to. I ended up playing it modded, probably seven years after that. Played it modded out on a PC, and I'm like, this isn't too bad. Um, and that's not how the game should be. It shouldn't ship in a way. I, I'd say Fallout Four was playable. It still had a lot of bugs. But Fallout 4 was more playable. Um, that's that's just not not the way to go. I mean, but yeah. that said, I still want to see Starfield because I want to see I want to see Bethesda. Is Starfield Bethesda? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I want to see it because it's not. That's the other thing about Fallout. That world, like the world, is just never like post-apocalyptic things. Like it just depends on the setting and like yeah. what's going on. It's just never struck home with me. But we know I love me some space. Yeah. Give well, me that I, space. I liked Fallout because it wasn't the usual post-apocalyptic. Okay. Um, because it is, um, it's futuristic retro. Yeah. Um, because and it does have that brand of humor or whatever. It has the brand of humor, like kind of Borderlands has its own brand of yeah. humor as well. But like the 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 idea that this is like a this is a parallel universe where the bombs the nukes dropped in like the fifties. So. Yeah technology may have advanced but like you know there's still transistors like everywhere there's no microchips and it's it's interesting to me like it's it's in the past but it's not and i think that's really cool yeah yeah i get it yeah but do something bethesda show us what we want to see but you know I, again i i think I think no matter what the conference is going to be good. Every I'm, I'm still look so looking forward to E3, and I will look forward to this conference because I still want to see me some Doom. Yeah. Okay, up. It's going to be good. We'll see. Now it's time for everybody's favorite segment. Uh, every week on our Facebook and hopefully our Twitter page. Sometimes I forget the Twitter thing. I need to get better about that. But I will post a post asking for your topics that you would like me and Patrick to discuss and that you are welcome to discuss with us live. Uh, or you can uh, talk to us in the comments later whenever we post the video or on our podcast services. Uh, but we want to talk about what you want to talk about. Anything nerdy or uh, or close enough to nerdy. Um, for the most part, it's been pretty nerdy. Next week, we actually have one that I'm a little excited about, uh, where we're going to be talking about. Yeah, we're we're yeah. going to be talking about joyous TV shows. But this yeah. week, we're going to talk about the value of these new fangled retro game systems. So we're not talking about when we're saying retro. I'm not talking about busting my SNES out of the closet. <laughs> we're talking about the new release products yeah. uh, that were coming out and what they the value that they they kind of bring yeah um so where i wanted to start was uh we just announced during the news segment of our show if you happen to tune in for that uh they're coming out with the sega genesis 
uh, was that the classic? Was that the official name of it? What was uh, the official I think it's called Sega one? Genesis Mini, I think is what it's called. Mm-hmm. Is it? I posted the link. Where is Sega it? Sega Genesis, Genesis Mini. Okay. So, uh, and to be clear, for those of you who are like, well, there's already a Sega Genesis that I can find in stores. So there is a thing called the Sega Genesis Flashback. This was not made by good people. It is not no. good. Don't go waste your money on it. Uh, save it for this uh, Sega Genesis Mini that is coming out. So we have that. Mm-hmm. We have our PlayStation Classic. We have our NES Classic. We have our SNES Classic. There's the Atari Flashback, the C64, the Neo Geo Mini. You could go to Walmart and buy a full Pac-Man cabinet. What do you think of all these classic console things coming out the last like, couple years? I like them. I like it a lot. I like it. Okay, so I, I, I've talked about this before. I'm kind of a sucker. Uh, sure. for these um, for for a few reasons uh, and we'll we'll get to a debate on one of those reasons later on okay um, but from a perspective of being able to purchase a new product mm-hmm. that has a controller that functions and feels like the old controller may, knowing that it's good quality knowing that I don't have to haggle I don't have to find one I don't have to worry about scalpers because depending on what you're buying if you want to buy like an NES or an SNES in a really good condition um, you know there there may be more than you want to uh, spend in my opinion I don't think they're that expensive mm-hmm. but the additional cost because I've looked into this a lot the additional cost is I gotta buy all the games and all the cartridges and I gotta find a place to, to put those like mm-hmm. and I could put them all up on the wall, but knowing me, I would just keep buying and collecting because I would want to have all the cons- all the games that I didn't have when I was a kid or all the games that I really liked when I was a kid or whatever. It may not be every game, but I could see myself doing that. Um, so I think these give a really cool uh, offer to uh, not only a new generation, but to us uh, as from a retro perspective, from a nostalgia perspective. And you can say, hey, you want to play these games that you probably played when you were younger? Um, here you go. I think the PlayStation 1 was overpriced, but um, but I really like them. I think they function really well, and they have a save state on them as well. Um, which Except is the PlayStation Except the PlayStation 1, yeah. Uh, but the NES and the SNES having a save state... Um, is great multiple save states which really helps if you're playing something like punch out or whatever yeah (laughs) um i really like them i really like them um i just think the playstation one was way overpriced what do you think yeah and so from a from a general perspective i like all of them uh i think the playstation one i think was was done way too quickly uh in turn because i think that one they should have done the dualshock one like that that was a big mistake on their part yeah doing the original playstation control i get it but like i want super monkey ball dude like give me that (laughs) freaking game like the first we're talking about the first game that needed Mm -hmm, the sticks mm -hmm. and is still fantastic to this day anyways i digress because the nes classic and the snes classic are awesome this this soon to be released Sega Mini, Sega Genesis Mini. The reason why I never buy the flashback is because I heard that it, it was just kind of this third party company, just kind of this thing where they threw it out there, kind of like the PlayStation Classic to get money. But this one, they're respecting it. They're, yeah. they're, it we've already seen the, the first 10 out of 40 titles. And honestly, there wasn't a title in those first 10 where I was like, 
oh, that sucks. No, all 10, I was like, yes, perfect. The reason why I like them so much, uh, along with the, the Neo Geo Mini and so on, it seems like it's a good curated list of games. It's it's small. It's not taking up too much space, like you mentioned. And I'm going to go into some, some co retro console examples in a minute. Uh, I don't have to have cartridges for them. It's literally just plug, play. Yeah. Like, it's great for that reason. The value that it brings to the table is that I can easily, like, again, I'm, I'll keep talking about it. I have a kid coming up. It's going to be so awesome to show the kid. I'm going to be able to say, this is, this is the very first game I played. Right here, this is Super Mario. Is what is what is what is this what, what is this cord, Dad? Like what what is this, what is this thing? Like I, what? Yeah. yeah, but I'm still gonna be able to say like this is the very first game I ever played. Yeah, I'm gonna be able to boot up Link to the Past on there. Like this is one of my favorite games of all time. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna be able to show them the history of gaming in a curated selection. Now we're, we're like you mentioned, we're going to get into some other like less curated selections in a, in a little bit, but I, I love them. I think yeah. I don't care. I, I know that they're money grabs, but I don't care. They're not extremely overpriced. The SNES one, uh, I wish it would have been a little less than, than it was, but I don't care. Like, yeah, Genesis I still get it. 79. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's not bad. I, I feel like, they're selling me 40 games, and I like to think about it this way, where if, if with the SNES, for example, that one was 80 also, and that's 30 yeah. games. If they put those 30 games on the Switch Virtual Console, and I wanted to buy every single one of them, mm -hmm. it would probably be, like, be close to 80 bucks, if not more than 80 bucks. So I find that the pricing is normally okay. Now, where we step into next is some of the cartridge-based ones and I, I brought in if you haven't looked at these patrick you mm -hmm. totally should be, because have you looked at the analog consoles i i have a little bit i was actually really tempted uh to to dive into this uh about yeah. a year or two ago um yeah yeah it's so tempting it's so tempting. they are like i don't have a problem calling hardware sexy it's a sexy little piece of hardware oh, so analog is a uh, is a company that has made uh three different consoles so far they made the super nt the mega sg and the nt mini uh, so that's an nes a sega genesis and a super nintendo yeah they what they have done as opposed to the retron 5 or the retron brand uh, i think retron 5 is the most current they yeah. might have there might be a new one, one now but uh is there's two different things so everybody who's heard of the retron also a super cool thing the coolest thing about the retron is it's i think 10 consoles in one uh if i i might five be mistaken those five but either way it's, it's a multiple, lot yeah so yeah. what it does is you plug your cartridges in the retron and it, the, the, it, it takes the ROM, yep. which uh, for those of you who don't know what ROM is, it's read-only memory, and that is basically your game. It takes that ROM and it emulates it. But what Analog's thing does is they actually went and recreated the hardware yeah. and the architecture of your Super Nintendo, your Sega Genesis, and your regular Nintendo so that you have the most accurate... Uh, thing in terms of controller lag in HD mm -hmm. because for those of you who don't know the biggest problem with something like the Retron and emulation on HD TVs is controller input lag it just doesn't feel the same if you try and play punch out on an emulator you lose. will hate yourself I tried I tried yeah. I couldn't I couldn't get past glass Joe 
What? Come on. I know. I couldn't get past Glass Joe because of the because of the lag. Yeah. That so that's is how bad so sad. Yeah. Yeah, it's that sad. Glass Joe is so easy. You realize um, Glass Joe's record is one in ninety nine, so that you <laughs> I was the one. Okay. <laughs> I was the one. Um, no, I've I actually thought about these because there's a there's another company uh, that I I should have looked up. There's another company that um, makes carts that you can, that uh, you can put an SD card in. Yeah. So you can load it up with ROMs, and then that will work in a legitimate NES or SNES. It'll also work in these. So mm. in that case, you could have. Um, you could have legit style hardware playing uh, the games uh, all in one. Um, yeah. But yeah, this is this. It's amazing. Again, we're talking about uh, lack of of delay on it on an H, uh, HDMI. Um, I think I think it's great. And again, you know, you're getting a new product, so you don't have to worry. I know there are people who do repairs of these old consoles and everything, sure. but this stuff breaks down. Like it gets too yeah. hot or it gets too wet. And it's a problem. It's a gremlin, is what it is. Like yeah. all these, all these old consoles are gremlins. Yeah. And so the people who have recreated again, I, if I was going to get one, I would be super tempted to get the analog. The only reason yeah. that that the Retron has its place is because not only is the Retron like each one of those analogs that I mentioned only plays like um, that generation. So the Super NT, for example, it can play American Super Nintendo and Super Famicom. Yeah. Uh, so that's cool, but that's it. Whereas yeah. the Retron can literally like, you can do SNES, you can do Sega, you can do yeah. Game Boy, you can do, uh, and that part of that is cool that if you do have that old hardware, or maybe, you know, uh, like a lot of people in our age, their parents got something up in the, in the basement somewhere where you got a box of carts like there's a place for those that yeah. if they, they discover them and you're like no don't throw those out no 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 I'll take I'll take them it's okay yeah. I'll will find a place yeah I will find a place yep yep and uh, uh, yeah go ahead no no I was I was just gonna say uh, to me that is a it's a nicer way of displaying uh, it runs better than say a Raspberry Pi which I actually have a Raspberry Pi um, and, can, and can play, I uh, use it as an emulator. I've got, um, oh, I forgot the name of it now. It's the, it's the emula it's an emulator that plays everything like you know, sure. Atari, ColecoVision, uh, Genesis plays everything. Um, but when you do that, you have a single console, that's great. And then you have to have a bunch of different USB controllers uh and they some of them don't play right i've tried to play n64 games on it and mm -hmm. it didn't play it didn't run right um i tried to play uh wcw versus nwo mm -hmm. couldn't do it had to put it on my pc and play it so n64 some, to me is honestly it's one of the hard ones to emulate from what i've seen the n64 yeah yeah, yeah because of, nightmare, nightmare i think part of it's because of the controller play. Yeah, Nightmare Creatures. I can. Well, I have it. I have a USB. I have an N64 USB controller. Oh, okay. And it still just doesn't do it. Um, but if I play it on my PC, it works, and I've I've done that. Um, uh, Nightmare Creatures was running horribly as well. Uh, you get all kinds of bugs when you have this type of emulation. So, I think that that is where we have uh, the gap, uh, essentially, uh, where I think these con these retro consoles. 
uh, remakes bridge that gap. And I think the analogs are a great idea as well. But I think that it, it feels like to me the NES Classic and the SNES Classic are, um, I think they're a great buy for almost anyone in regards to retro gaming. I think mm-hmm. that uh, I think there's a lot of there's even a lot of kids who are liking retro gaming now. So it's pre- that's pretty awesome, and they yeah. get to be exposed to this in an easy way. Uh, someone described them as like a gift your grandma could buy you, and that'd be the coolest grandma ever. Yeah, like I mean, seriously. Um, and, and that that leads us to uh, and before like I go into like the I want to end this where we actually do talk about like the value yeah. and so on. But I'm just kind of going through all the options that people have. And so you already mentioned it, what you have, and that's the Raspberry Pi, yeah. and then just what has been around forever which is good old-fashioned ROM emulation on your PC. So, yeah. again, what, I, what a ROM is, for those of you who don't know, is that that stands for read-only memory. And what that means is that somebody has gone on to a game and they have taken that ROM, that read-only memory, they have copied your game mm-hmm. and taken that file and put it onto a computer of some sort or made it to where, uh, like a Retron, where it has that software built in. And then people use emulators, uh, which are different programs, to simulate the or emulate the console mm-hmm. that you're trying to play that game on. So if I wanted to play, uh, uh, I don't know, Mega Man 2. And so I would need that ROM of Mega Man 2. I would open up, uh, man, what is a... What's, a, what's an NES emulator from back in the day? I was about to try and date myself, and now I can't even think of the name it's, of it anymore. It's funny because I've actually got a couple, but I have to like, like look them up real quick. But oh, yeah, I feel I so mean... bad right now. I mean, there was SNES 9. That was Super yeah. Nintendo. So, so let's say I want to play Mega Man X2. So I boot up my SNES 9 emulator. I plug in that ROM, and then it works. That is the most... Probably the most used form of retro gaming, but it's also the most sketch form. Sure. Um, and here, I wanted to mention my philosophy on ROMs, and I think this is where me and you are going to have a little bit of discussion also, well, probably a little bit of a disagreement. But my thing about ROMs is that if that game is not available for sale anywhere, mm-hmm. you should be allowed to ROM it. So, for example, I can still get Super Mario and I can get sure. it to this day on the Switch. It's now available, and it's also mm-hmm. available on the NES Classic. Yeah. Um, I can get that. I shouldn't have a ROM of that. But uh, Bible Time, what was that, Bible Adventures? Bible Adventures. I can't, I can't get that anywhere. I have no. a special place in my heart for oh. Bible Adventures. You can't buy that game. There's nowhere that it, you, if you find a card of it, cool beans, but I cannot buy that game yeah. from Nintendo anywhere I think it's okay for me to own a ROM of that game. No, that is my yeah. philosophy on ROMs. Sure. So mine is similar in that ethically, legally, that yeah. should be the only way that you have it. Sure. Or if you own the cartridge, because yeah. that's that's the, how the law is. Like that if too. I, if I own the cartridge, similar to if I own a DVD. Yeah, I got a DVD here, kids. Um, if I have a DVD and I What's want a DVD, to, I know. Uh, is that, and is I, that a Blu-ray? <laughs> it's like a Blu-ray. So I like. I want to. I like to have one digital backup too. I like to have digital access. I like to have access without having to actually put in a disc. That being said, I love my Blu-rays and the compression sucks on uh, trying to get them digitally. Anyways, um, uh, 
I take DVDs, I rip them, and I have them on hard drives. Fair enough. And I can access that. And legally, I still own, I own it, so it's fine. Um, so and that you still is, don't Plex? I need to. So the way that I've had it set up, I've had it hooked up to my to my Xbox, so I can okay. uh, watch off the Xbox. Sure. I need to uh, install and work on a Plex server because all of this, like whatever setup I have, is like, how can this be easy to access for the wife? That's how yeah, all of this, because uh, in regards to like, like I got the Raspberry Pi. So much. What's that? Yeah, that's why I like Roku so much. Like, yeah. it's so easy. It's so easy for her to operate. Like, it's literally like just everything's there on the screen. Yeah. Easy controller. Our uh, our uh, smart TV, our Samsung, like everything's just right there. So yeah. It, it makes it a lot easier. Uh, I got the Raspberry Pi years ago. I have it set up. I put a ton of games on there. Yeah. Um, I was like, look how great this is. This is so cool. And it was frustrating for her because it's it's not as easy to get to where because it's not as easy as I want to play this, turn this on, do the thing. Uh, it, to her, it was just a little bit too much navigation. Um, the NES and the SNES, like it makes more sense. Plus, the controller, it feels exactly or pretty darn close to uh, the old school controllers. So, yeah. And we, and uh, by the way, I did pre order literally tonight, I pre ordered the uh, uh, Sega Mini because I was already in a Think Geek. So, why not? Why not? Yeah, I honestly, I had it added to cart there, but I have to keep thinking about like, Every time I think about buying it, there's the kid thing involved where it's like, should I spend $80 right now or should I just wait till it's close to my birthday? Because September is my birthday, so I could probably get away with asking for it. Um, I think I don't have a problem. Like, honestly, whenever people talk to me about ROMs, I don't have a huge problem with it. I, I, I have a thing where I like to try and remain ethical with uh, things like movies and TV show and media, and that's only because I've had enough artist friends talk to me about the uh not not dangers but like mm -hmm. where like they get a piece of money so sure. i my thing is i love giving creators money mm -hmm. because i'm like give me the thing um but this leads me to my final point and what is the value of all these it's preservation dude yeah. like we're talking about a medium that has only existed uh since what the 70s Yep. Uh, maybe late 60s. Uh, yeah, it wasn't in public I, in public hands at that point. But yeah, arguably 60s. Yeah. I think I think tennis. I think tennis for two is the oldest game, and it's just now 50 years old. Yeah. Uh, so we'll call it 50. We'll call it yeah. 50 years old now. So we're in a super young medium, and the fact that there's already so many things that are lost. I keep having a conversation almost weekly now. It seems um, be, because Final Fantasy VII just dropped on the Switch, right? And no matter what, it may always just be me, but there's always somebody that's like, what about Final Fantasy VIII? And then I get to share the sad, sad tale uh, that yep. because of preservation practices in the late 90s, even though there's source code on uh, Final Fantasy VIII for Steam, it's still there, and it's still mm -hmm. on PS1 Classics on PS3 and Vita. The source code that is good for porting yeah. is gone. Yeah, They don't have any idea where it is it's the it was lost over time and that's so sad to me like we're, yeah. we're talking about one of my favorite games is gone so the, 
the whole point and the value that all of these things bring to me is that we need to keep these alive. Like it, it just needs to be history books. And I think in the long run, uh, I know that Nintendo is going to keep reestablishing the Mario IP. So we're never going to get Super Mario no, no. like in terms of what is being done on the, the Gutenberg thing where like we get like the, the copyrights on books run out. So they just yeah. become free, right? I think that should still happen though. I think eventually they should just be like, you know what? Super Mario won. You brought us a yeah. billion dollars. You know what? Everybody just, you can have Super Mario won. Well, the, the oh, law free. on that, the law right. on that used to be, was it 75 years? I think it was, maybe it was originally, it was, I think it was originally 75 or maybe even, even been less. And Disney's been one of the companies that keeps pushing that out because Mickey Mouse would be uh, completely copyright free. It would be uh, uh, common. Uh, what is it? Uh, creative Commons? Not Creative Commons. Yeah. What's the uh, 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 public domain? Public domain. So That's literally what I was looking into yesterday. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Mickey Mouse would be public domain. Superman and Batman would be public domain. There's all these things that would be public domain. So they've been pushing it out further and further and further because that is so much of the identity of that company. Um, the way the law used to be was it was made so if I create something that yeah. me and maybe my direct uh, direct uh, ancestors, whatever, like maybe the first generation, next generation gets a little bit of money off of it. Yeah. It was not supposed to be a legacy uh, like the like the the I don't know, Vanderbilts or the Waltons or whatever, like yeah. where it's just like the family just keeps milking money off of it you made a character it's now public domain like uh they're sad ones to me like philip k dick going to philip uh, public domain other mm -hmm. things like other things but yeah i think mario i would it'd be interesting for mario to go in public domain but it couldn't be the first game it'd have to be him himself from copyright standpoint i guess the game could go in there but and the, and that's, that's where area. that's I, I a think, gray area, and that's where I think that we be, that we get into a really weird thing because the thing about books and when we think about public domain there is that like that book just exists on its own. There is no yeah. character thing. What's really strange when I was looking into this, by the way, like apparently Peter Pan the book yeah. somehow keeps getting renewed. So it's just oh. like I don't like there's something there's some background process happening yeah. somewhere where the original Peter Pan novel is still not public domain for reasons. It could be like uh, the, uh, the, the, for movies, if you make a movie, I think it's seven years. You have seven years to make a movie if you have the yeah. rights to it. And if yeah. you make a movie in that time, then you retain the rights to it for another seven years, which is why they did the fan, fan, uh, Fantastic Four movie with, for Roger Corman directed, which yeah. is, in my opinion, one of the best superhero movies out of the 90s. <laughs> like, it's so bad. Okay. I will say, looking at the other, I won't go on a tangent on this, but the, okay. the Final Fantasy movie, sorry, the, the Fantastic Four Spirits movies. Within the, wasn't terrible. Spirits Within was not terrible. Sorry, I was, I was talking about Fantastic Four, sorry. Fantastic yeah. Four, um, the Fantastic Four movie uh, Roger Corman directed was made just to keep the copyright. And then they eventually did the one with Chris Evans and uh, Jessica Alba. And I rewatched them again, and they're not as bad as I said they were, but... Oh, I mean, the first one's, like, okay. The second one's a little rough with Silver Surfer. I think, they, Silver I, I think they messed up Galactus a little bit. But they, oh, uh, yeah. the thing that I think... What I think is strange here is that, like, why can't... I don't know what the, I don't know what the limitations on public domain is for video games, or yeah. it obviously is different. I don't know what it is for books, but... Why can't in 50 years 
Super Mario 1 just exists as Super Mario 1. The Mario character mm-hmm. still belongs to Nintendo. They, they still get to do... More. Sure. Yeah, yeah, they can be, keep making them. Mario Odyssey was just uh, in 2017. Like, that's still coming. But why can't Super Mario Bros, like, why can't that become just a public property that... Exi- I, 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 I'm not a lawyer, but it's something where I would, I would hope that at some point... Nintendo especially, because they're the oldest of the old at this point. Like, Atari is still kind of eh, back there. Sega is still eh, back there. But Nintendo is still standing. And they have the IPs that everybody wants. They have the, the retro games that everybody really wants. Like, we, yeah, we can get Pac-Man and all that stuff. That's great. But we want Mario. Like, we want Zelda. Like, because at some point, I assume... That they're just not going to want to do it anymore. They're not going to want to put. They're not going to want to do what they're doing with the Switch right now and just pick like picking NES titles and like hand picking them. But for all the games that they're hand picking and putting on the on the Switch and for all the ones that they put on Virtual Console on the Wii U and the Wii, they're still. They, I think what there was a total of somewhere around like six or seven hundred NES titles. If I could be wrong, and they were somewhere around the same SNES, right? Yeah. And I think there was around a thousand PlayStation games. There's around there's a crap ton of PlayStation Two games. A so, metric yeah. s ton yep. of PlayStation. Like, what's happening to all these games? And the reason that people keep doing these retro systems is because no, like, there's no preservation being taken into yeah. account. And that it, it makes me sad all the time because I'm like, how many games have we lost? How much code has has disappeared and that we'll never get back? because one a company didn't either allow somebody to like with roms where they try and shut that crap down or because just nobody was like well this game's not worth saving well you well you brought up uh, a great thing in, in the very beginning we were talking about uh punch out mike tyson's punch out that is a part of history to me that's my punch out that's yeah. the game that i played and then yes they rebranded it and it's now punch i didn't even cool. realize until today that mr dream was a white guy yeah. Didn't, had no clue. I had never yeah. played it before. I had never played my. Uh, I had never played Punch Out. Did you just like, assume that they like they like kept the guy and they changed up his face a little bit? So I, it wasn't I assumed Mike that Tyson. they like took in a little pixel <laughs> with the teeth and just made the boxer Mike Tyson. That's what I thought Mr. Dream was. Yeah. But no, Mr. Dream's a white dude. <laughs> like, yeah. What? Yep. Yep. Um, I think that they, I think that they did it purposely to be like, well, if we still have it as a black dude, then someone's going to be like, oh, you're like, I think they wanted to distance themselves further than just, I don't know, like you said, fill in the gap and giving him some, well, hold on. He had hair back then. Never mind. Yeah, like just hair. filling in the gap and maybe changing up the short clothes, the short colors, like wouldn't have been enough. I feel yeah. like they were like, we need to do more, uh, to make people think that we didn't just rename him. Uh, it's probably is what I think, but yeah, I had no clue, and it, it, that was just a, a gap in my knowledge uh, of a childhood because Mike Tyson's Punch Out is my that's Punch Out, dude. Like, and I what's funny is he even tweeted about it, and he was like, "Let Nintendo of America know who's Punch Out." <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Because it is it's his. Which, by the way, I don't know if you saw this. Um, had I had I not known had I had I known we would like go on this rant I'll see if I can find the meme but there's a there's a picture of a little kid who dressed up as as Mac and he's like this right in front of Mike Tyson because Mike Tyson was like doing a signing so like the parent brought the little kid to do it was just so cool it was so cool like you should do that with your kid do oh, it I can see it happening <laughs> I can see it happening exactly. uh, 
Do you have anything else to say as far as preservation goes? No, I, I, I think we kind of hit on it. Um, I I know we have a differing opinions in regard. I mean, we have slightly different opinions in regards to the ethics. Uh, yeah. Our practices are different because I have I have a lot of ROMs, yeah. uh, and there are a lot of ones that there's no way that I could get yeah. uh, unless I went to tons of flea markets. And I know friends that do that. I know people sure. that do that. Um, I have a digital backup because, and and to me, that's a preservation. I want to be able to play these because there may be a, chan a situation where that's not something that can be done in the future. Maybe 10, 15, 20 years from now, maybe there's no longer a Nintendo system that I can play it on that's new and all I'd have to do all I could do is go to uh you know uh, retro uh, retro places or flea markets so yeah. and these cards have a shelf life like they and, do. Uh, and not only just the cards but like we 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 haven't even touched we're not even in the era yet of PlayStation 2 but we're talking discs there we're talking like it's not hard to scratch those suckers up and that thing is ruined like it, it there it's not even the durability of a cartridge uh, that exists out there. I I definitely don't have a problem with ROMs existing. I have a problem like again, and, and it's where I have this like this line that's really hard for me to cross because they keep they keep coming out with it. It's it's the same reason why I, I keep buying Final Fantasy VII. Like I, I'm gonna keep owning it. Like you keep bringing it out. It's that is a piece of my childhood. I have Final Fantasy VII like it's tattooed onto my body. Uh, I'm gonna keep buying it every single time, but there's just thousands of games that you can't find anywhere unless you can find those cards. But those cards are gonna die, or those discs are gonna die. Yeah, uh, that's what value these things bring. I'm glad that it's just that like VHS tapes, man. It's just like VHS tapes. <laughs> there's people who are like who are taking these movies that have never been put on DVD, yeah. and there are people who are transferring them on and as clean as they can, and putting them onto Betamax and VHS. And putting them onto digital because there's no way some someone somewhere may own the rights to the to the movie, yeah. and they've never put it out. There was one that uh, uh, an old coworker of mine kept raving about, saying it was one of his favorite movies from back in the '80s. It was cheesy, but it was great. Yeah. And I looked online, and the DVD was only was a short run of DVD, so they're like $150 a pop. Um, and someone still owns the rights to the distribution, but they're not doing anything with it. Yeah. So I can't get it legally, and all I can do is buy scalp now. That's there's even game. well and there's even the thing where th this might be the one dvd i rip sometime but there's the uh every once in a while somebody will bring up star wars right and the fact that disney has zero ability to re release the original star wars in their original formats ever again why because they were so chopped up like they were so chopped from making special editions so there is there's a torrent that exists yep. out there from somebody who has painstakingly like uh, transferred the the stuff from like there's there is a dvd set out there and i have this dvd set by yes. the way from target it was a target dvd set where you can watch the original on these special features um never gonna get rid of that thing um but somebody has taken that put it in hd and it is available out there as a torrent but that's literally the only way that you can get that copy now unless you can find that target dvd set that i happen to own somewhere out there in the wild for hundreds of dollars uh it's ridiculously priced but it's used and it's not something it because disney can't do it yeah but it and that blows my mind like we're talking about one of the greatest trilogies of all time in its original form you can't get anymore legitimately well now so one of the things that was holding them back though was that 20th century fox owned the rights to uh a new hope 
uh, the original, yeah. the original release of New Hope. Yeah. Disney owns Star Wars. Disney now owns 21st Century Fox. So yeah. if they can take what they have, like you mm -hmm. mentioned, they cut the heck out of them to do special editions. Yeah. If they can, they now have the rights to do it. I hope that I hope that's done. But yeah, you're right. We, I hope so. Lucas there. doesn't have it anymore. Yeah, there's a torrent out there of I, I know the first two. I guess they've done all three of them now. But I have the first. I think one. that's what Christian said. Yeah, it's it's it looks amazing. It's cleaned yeah. up. It's great from a again historical preservation. I own uh, Star Wars on Blu-ray. I don't know where my DVDs went. I had the DVD set you were talking about. Yeah, and I'm, I'm kicking myself because I can't. I don't know where it went. But I have my Blu-rays. Um, I I love Star Wars. I buy Star Wars, but I watched that and I felt like a kid again because it looked like the old VHS movies that I watched that were just unedited, except it was so crystal clear. It was it's, so good. It's crazy. Whenever I got that, that set was like fifty bucks when I got it, and I remember buying because my biggest like I hate special edition. Like, it, I know everybody hates special edition, but nobody. I don't know very many of my friends, at least, that have watched Star Wars the originals as many times as I have. I just love them. I've been watching it since I was two years old. Yeah, probably and you, you and me, you and me, man. <laughs> I, and I remember when they announced like it's in the special features. I specifically like I went to several Targets to find this version. I found it within a year. It was like a hundred dollars. Then the last time I found it on Amazon, I think it was like three fifty, yeah. something like that. And so. it's ridiculous. Like I should, it's. The, there's just so many things like like that where this movie's yeah. so old i should easily be able to get this piece of history mm -hmm. it should not be this difficult it should but... be that difficult and and you know what i really liked uh i think it's on there i know it was on the vhs uh there were like the making of uh like bits i think it were like mm. each one was like 20 25 minutes or so long maybe i'm embellishing was that was that on the vhs trilogy they released in the early I, 90s yes yeah yes. where it had that had like vader and yoda's face on it right yes yeah yes. and i think my dad still has those um they had some really great behind the scenes stuff on there that again i like i don't it's not the i'll have to go double check the blu-ray but um i know the dvds didn't have the same stuff that the vhs had and it irritated me because i'm like well i i want a really good clean copy and i want all the special features you can give i want all the star wars stuff i'll pay you the money just give me all the star wars stuff and that's where i feel like with nintendo and playstation and sega and it like you, just, you have these you have you have entire libraries of stuff and yeah. these realms exist so don't tell me the codes not out there for a lot of, i know final fantasy 8 yes like i know that there's games where it's like can we find a legitimate copy find the illegitimate copy i don't okay. care you're nintendo just right. seize it from someone well nintendo did that nintendo <laughs> yeah. did that with it with the game and they they got caught um uh doing that because it really cause it wasn't yeah it was an imperfect rom and they put it on their uh on their uh Oh, was there a Wii U shop, if I'm not mistaken? The Wii U really? shop? That's, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, need, I need to go read this story. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I, I'll have to go. I'm sure you can you can find it with Google. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, to me, yeah, it's all about preservation. We could go on and talk about this uh, quite a bit. Yeah. It's it all it all boils down to preservation. People could talk about uh, ROMs and the legality. To me, it's all about preservation. And now I just want to play Mike Tyson's Punch Out. Yeah. So just remember that... Uh, each week we're gonna post this up this was you made me do this uh, I post it generally on Tuesdays that's probably gonna change 
um, whenever we get to our rebranding, which is coming up soon, we're working on the graphics and some yeah. other stuff. Uh, but so it's probably going to change to maybe Monday or over the weekend. Mm -hmm. You can come to that post. Give us the topics that you want to talk about. This one was brought to us by Alex again, one of our uh, very uh, helpful uh, topic bringers. So we appreciate this one. This was a great discussion. Yeah. Um, and then you can join us for that discussion. Right now it's live on Thursdays. Uh, I think we may be moving to Wednesdays in the future, but for the time being, mm -hmm. join us live on Thursdays for the news. And then you made me do this. Yeah, yeah. Join oh. us next week where we talk about uh, about joyous, happy uh, TV shows that are uplifting. Yeah. We'll see you later.